The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. The tale of two games. Raptors sneak out a victory and then get popped in the mouth by the Lakers. Welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. As always, I am here with Kieran Smythe. What's going on? And Ben Harrison. G'day, everybody. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at HoopBallRaptors. And Ben, tell the people how they can find you on the lines. On the lines, uh, you can follow me at uh, Benny and the Raps on Twitter, and uh, same thing on Instagram. And Kieran, do you want to tell the people how they can find you on the social medias? On uh, Instagram, it's at kdilla1981, and Twitter is at k underscore dilla. All right, excellent. And if you are looking for basketball material, head on over to the mothership, hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. Whether you're looking for info on betting, DFS, or full-season fantasy, hoop-ball.com has it all, as well as if for some reason you wanted to hear a different team's podcast, there's a bunch of ones over there as well that you can go have a look at. (laughs) Well, those were some games. They happened. Were they important at all? Who knows? Uh, Ben, is there something out of the Washington game that you found uh, predictive or interesting for the rest of the season? Oof. For the rest of the season? I don't know. I mean, it's. uh, I know we call ourselves analysts here, but it's it's pretty hard to get a full read on this team when every night um, you just don't know what to expect. uh, I called this one the Alex Len revenge game. If you remember him, he was part of our team early on in the season. He looked like he had a little uh, extra bounce in his step um, Monday night against the Raps. But, um, but uh, I don't know. Beyond that, for the Raptors, it was the first game we saw Fred Van Fleet uh, have to sit out with kind of a mysterious, I believe it's a hip injury. Um, not yeah, too sure what's going on with him. Hip strain, but he had an MRI and it looks clean. So they're just kind of, you know, making sure that he's 100% before they put him back out there. It looks like. Keep telling yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. One of those things. And they're just resting them because they don't care about winning anymore. Uh, there's the cure yeah, we know yeah. and love. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking forward, I guess uh, we had another big night from. Um, from Malachi Flynn, um, two nights really, if you include the Lakers game. Uh, he looked great, filled up the stat sheet again. I think he almost had a five by four, right? Um, yeah. 16 points, six boards, four dimes. Just four missed on the yeah, he was just, yeah, one block shy. Um, but, um, and the other thing, only other thing I really noticed was, um, you know, we lost the rebound battle again, predictably. Um, but we did crush them in the paint um, on Monday night. It was uh, 64 to 35 in favor of Toronto. Um, so, you know, we're never going to be that team that just dominates the boards. But if we can play like that, kind of uh, going inside out on offense, then uh, we might be able to survive without a dominant big man. But Well, when you're only shooting 20% from three, you better be winning the battle in the paint. So, yeah. That is fair. Kieran, was there something out of the Washington game that you felt, uh, you know, other 
than just, you know, they won. It was something that might uh, be interesting for the rest of the season or different than what you've seen before? Um, well, things to note, uh, another no-attempt game from Stanley Johnson. Um, 12 minutes, we didn't have a ton of playing time, but just we can't seem to find a way to get this guy into the offense. Um, Baines actually had a pretty you know respectable game this one. Um, percentages were okay, maybe a couple extra threes. Um, shot it got eight rebounds, including three offensive, which is you know a big plus for a team that's struggling to rebound. So I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, Boucher seems to be having a little, little hard time in these last few games. Um, so that's a bit concerning, especially if we're going to have him playing more minutes or starting and things like that. Shot twenty five percent from the field, one for seven from three. Um, so it's kind of he's kind of reminding me of the old Boucher that we used to see only for a couple minutes a game, and he would just come out, lob up a couple ill advised threes before he sits down again. So um, I don't want to see a return to that from him. But um, yeah, you know, overall, I kind of at the end of the game, you know, I'm I'm sort of buying into that we should be tanking more than anything thing. So it was. I was excited when we were down at the end of the game and then Gary Trent, you know, had to come in and ruin that. But, um, you know, they were all excited, you know, and again, if that was some pivotal turning point where we team found our chemistry and got our, you know, confidence back, sure. That would be a great thing. But, you know, fast forward to last night's game against the Lakers and we see that's not the case. So, um, I feel like that's yay. We got to win, but you know, I think we're going to do what we talked about last time, which is sort of, win a few of these games, lose a few of these games and just end up in mediocrity and not, you know, do anything one way or the other. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Lakers game because obviously there was a lot going on, uh, you know, as far as why things happened the way they happened for that game. But uh, just sticking with this Washington game in there for a second, uh, uh, Ben, I know you were talking about the rebound battle and it's been a sticking point for us for a bit. Something that I noticed was early on, uh, yeah, Alex Len was just bullying the centers uh, as it started. And then what kept happening as well as, and we've talked about this a few times, the rap, the ball goes up on uh, defensive rebounds. The Raptors all look at the ball, bounce off the rim. And then Westbrook would just fly in and grab it as they were all just staring, looking at it and get a second chance. Now, thankfully, it's Westbrook and he likes to just put up random shots. So it, it, it yeah. didn't always hurt the Raptors. Mm-hmm. But until about the second half, the Raptors weren't giving that effort on the rebounds that you kind of need to see on the defensive end to ensure that someone like a Westbrook doesn't come in because he, he's always going to go for it, right? That's just the nature of that kind of player. Yeah, And the Raptors seem to kind of be passive when it comes to that. I think Westbrook um, almost had a triple-double before half. Yeah, That's he right. did. Yeah. yeah, one assist shot. He had a double double. Yeah, <laughs> at like the end of the first, right. and it was yeah. rebounds and the points that he had it in. Right, and then he got the assist later on. But uh, it's one of those yeah. things. You just like no, no Raptor was even close to double digit rebounds in this game. Like Bembry with seven, that was as close as you get. Oh, sorry, Baines. Yeah, Baines had eight, yeah. but that's over the whole game. And you what? You said three of them were offensive, but part of that with Baines is he misses his first shot and then gets back and gets mm-hmm. it in. So, like, yeah. I, I, well, um, I we might have some uh, we might have some reinforcements on the way. Did you hear the news just, uh, about half an hour ago? They're signed a player to a ten day contract. No, who was that? Yeah, Freddie Gillespie. Uh, yeah, 
in the last hour. He's um, uh, he's an undrafted guy who's just playing as a free agent for uh, the Memphis G League team. But um, he's six foot nine. Looks like he's um, up there rebounding leaders in the G League. He's averaging ten and a half per game. So bringing him in to get a shot after what we saw the Lakers game last night. <laughs> Yeah, I think part of that, though, is the Raptors needed to sign somebody based on the amount of injuries that they had as far as to get... Yeah, I was expecting uh, they might bring a guard. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting they might bring a guard, but, um, you know, nothing wrong with bringing in another big body. If you can give us 10, 15 minutes a night that we don't just Baines or Boucher, that's a plus, right? So. Yeah. No, no, that's fair enough. The, the team definitely needs uh, something there. Sit, Johnson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Stanley Johnson was plus seven in that game, so you can't get too mad at him. Yeah, it's a team stat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one thing that definitely can be noted is without Fred and without um, Lowry, the three percentage just tanks for this team. Uh, I think in this game... It was, what, yeah, 21% 21. from three. And, you know, when you're kind of a 3 and D team, or they're supposed to be a 3 and D team, obviously you can't see that number and expect to win very many games. Somehow, obviously, they pulled this one off. But the main thing, I think, from this game would be Malachi Flynn. Uh, He produced pretty well, played good defense, kind of remind me of an up-and-coming Fred Van Fleet. Ben, was there anything that you saw from Flynn that, uh, you know, either way that impressed you or you were worried about? Definitely. Like I said, yeah, he keeps filling up the stat sheet. Yeah, he's doing it all out there. Um, yeah, since the first time we saw him, I thought he looked like a, definitely looked like a young man fleet for sure. Uh, warts and all, right? Uh, the good stuff and the bad stuff. Um, he's definitely aggressive, right? He's going 100 miles an hour every time he's out there. Um, definitely raw on defense. Like, I saw him get totally lost a few times in the game. Um, literally spun around a few times, losing his man. And uh, there was one funny closeout in the fourth quarter where he ran about, I don't know, 10 feet into the bench on a guy just right off the floor. But um, I like his game a lot. Like, he's definitely going to have a role here going forward. Um yeah, like looks like a guaranteed, at least a rotational piece uh, for the future. So, yeah, we've, we've that's good. But I mean, uh, much, we're so starting so. to see. Yeah, yeah, but we are seeing like um, now with no Lowry and no Van Fleet, there is a bit of a hole there. Right? Like he can't play the uh, Malachi can't play the whole game, and um, you know they traded Terrence Davis, so we really have a lack of uh, of ball handlers, I think, and playmakers. Right. Kerry, yeah. what do you think about Ben's last point there? Um, Terrence Davis was never much of a playmaker, but um, still, you know, could use him in, uh, even if just like I said, I hate, hate on Stanley Johnson, but like if we could get less minutes, <laughs> Terrence Davis, I'd rather, rather see Terrence Davis in that role yeah. um, currently. Um, yeah. But again, you know, he, he, we haven't, we hadn't been using him much in leading up to the uh, trade deadline and all that. So, um, you know, at the time it probably seemed like the right thing to do and it probably still was. Um, but yeah, we definitely, with all the injuries and everything like that, that we have currently, um, we definitely have, we have multiple holes to fill and that's why we're seeing the results we've been seeing. So yeah, did you, you and Stanley grow up in the same neighborhood or something? (laughs) (laughs) 
you're like Stanley <laughs> your money generation yeah. away from me, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, his older brother or something was yeah. mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's those are both fair points, and it it is something. Um, we've talked about this before with Gary Trent Jr. Is that he, he's more of a norm, right? Like he's the kind of guy you get the ball like to see him make some uh, you know big shots or cutting to the net or something like that but he's not he's a shooting guard he's not the guy you want to rely on to run your offense you're not and Malachi a double, Flynn, double with assists with Trent yeah exactly no. right like you, you know you're getting one or two a game and that's just because if you have the ball for you know 30 minutes in a basketball game at some point you're going to pass to a guy who scores <laughs> I've seen him get a couple <laughs> guys open pretty nicely um, but yeah no generally speaking I agree 100% yeah and then Flynn is he's, at some point, you know, we we think that he'll he'll be a, the point guard of the future, but he's a rookie. It's going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, he's you know wasn't when he was brought in to play. You know, after the G League, he wasn't expected that he was going to be running the offense. It was expected that he'd be doing it for like you know maybe ten minutes a game, sort of to give the other guys a rest, yeah. not forty minutes a game. So you know when Fred or Lowry or both get back, that might be something that uh, you know gets a little bit better. But let's get to the uh, the big thing here. How about that shot at the end of the game? Oh yeah, that was uh, you know that's that's big time stuff. He you know, speaking of Gary Tent Jr. coming down the court, making sure that it goes in. You know, nice little move to get uh, get himself open. What do you guys think about that? I'm happy he hit it. Like I said earlier, I was kind of, I was still at that point, like, okay, good. We lost to a team that's, you know, fighting for a bad position right now with us. They're just below us in the standing. So it would have been a nice one point swing. Um, But yeah, it was good. I know uh, we discussed like whether or not, and it's been discussed, there was a foul or a push off at the end, which again, after seeing it, I was like, man, you got to call that. You got to call that. Take that point back. And they didn't. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great moment for him. And I'm sure he solidified him, you know, amongst many Raptor fans who, um, you know, were cheering the victory and everything like that. But uh, for me, it was a little bit of a heartbreak because I'm looking <laughs> to the future, not this oh. season. You can't call that foul. Are you serious? Well, I mean, if it's a foul, it's a foul. Whether or not you can call it at this moment is a different conversation. But, like. He put his forearm into the guy's like upper chest. So, yeah, like, and then the guy LeBron to the ground. Now nah, the guy didn't LeBron. The guy was running yeah. at his hands up to like you know contest without fouling. If you get hit running sort of like half sideways in the chest at full tilt, your momentum is gonna like you're at the top of your body, right? So above center of mass, it's gonna push you over. You're gonna lose your balance. You can't. <laughs> you, know, just, you see that head snap back? Come on. The head, oh my goodness, the guy had his hands up, got pushed in the chest while sprinting, okay? Let's go do some field tests and see how you react. We'll film it. Put it up on our Instagram. I mean, the size difference yeah. between Gary Trent and Nito is apparently is about the size difference between you and I. So yeah, it'd be pretty accurate. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't yeah, think there is first, uh... that much of a flop. Uh, maybe you know, a little bit, but I think, you know, if I was running like that, with especially with your hands up, you know what I mean? Like that's already like a... You know, that's not good for your balance. That's making your center of balance go up and all that. So I think it was just an awkward way to get hit. But definitely that was a bit much of a push off running full speed. But, you know, it is what it is. We got to win, which is kind of a good thing. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, any other circumstance, that was a foul for sure. And yeah, you sell fouls. That's the NBA we're playing in today. You try to sell the fouls. So, all right. There you go. 
Ben, uh, push off, no push off. What do you think? Push off, no push off. Uh, I'm going to ride the middle here. I think uh, both things are true, to be honest. Like the guy, (laughs) he definitely, no, I wouldn't have called it. I would have gotten, I like the no call. uh, But like he definitely did put a forearm into him. So like by the book, sure, it's a call. But I also think, um, who was it? Neto got punished a little bit for the, uh, the acting a bit. Like taking a flop like that in a key moment, yeah, you could see the refs uh, didn't want to give it to him. So, but I did like the no call. It kind of reminded me of like the end of that March Madness game, right? You just a super exciting play. Let the refs stay out of it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they weren't calling anything else that game. Why start there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, but uh, with that shot, apparently uh, Gary Trent has now surpassed Bruno Caboclo on the all-time franchise scoring list. So. Well, there you go. Big Always milestone. a nice moment. The Brazilian King yeah. Durant. <laughs> That's right. He's still two years away. Yeah. So that was a game pretty much that we saw there where a G-league-ish lineup for Toronto could get away playing against a team that does not play defense. And then, you know, a similar lineup goes up against a team that does play defense in the next one. And we, you know get the results that we were a little bit more expecting. Uh, the Lakers, like I said, you know, the the final score wasn't that egregious, but, you know, at one point, the Lakers were up by 34 points. The Lakers win 110 to 101. Uh, ben, was there anything in this game that can be taken away as far as actual information, or was it just all noise? Um. Definitely a lot of noise. I mean, it's surprising we got beat up that bad considering how thin the Lakers are right now, and they've been playing pretty awful themselves. And we just got spanked. Um, But, um, uh, yeah, what they, uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised when they signed that Freddie Gillespie kid because uh, the big that I saw last night was 13 rebounds in the first half, the entire team. Uh, You know, just, unbelievably bad even by our standards yeah i think Um, at one point the raptors uh, had sorry the raptors had six rebounds and gasol had seven or the other way around and gasol doesn't jump anymore so Mm -hmm. how are you getting out rebounded by a guy that doesn't jump yeah Yeah, i know i love those three ball shots he takes where it's pretty much just his toes, but uh (laughs) yeah he looked uh kind of like alex lend he looked like he had a little more energy last night he finished with a pretty good line. I think he had uh, in front of me 13 points, I think. Uh, almost a double uh, handful of us. So. Yeah, he yeah he's uh, he's also been barking about his role on that team with Andre Drummond coming in, but uh, we'll see what happens there. But, well, imagine they had Drummond out there too. Like They were already too oof. big for us. So. Yeah, thing. Karen, was there something in this game that you saw? Kind of similar question there that's, you know, not just noise based on, like, what the Raptors had available and what the uh, Lakers had available? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, the big big number for me in this one is 15.2% as a team from the three-point line, which is just, like, you're never going to win a game like that. Why are we still shooting so many threes if they're not going in? Siakam was 0 for 6. Still had 27 points, but that's probably like one of the worst 27 point performances. Like it just, just was not not a good game for him. Um, on a positive note, though, um, Baines for only playing 12 minutes, which is um, strange, I guess, of little since he's one of our bigger guys and is a big team. But um, you know, 
didn't put up terrible numbers. He got six rebounds in 12 minutes, shot 80% from the floor. So another, you know, respectable game from him. Like if I see a game like that from him, if we have other performers, I'll take those numbers, you know. So that's two games in a row now where we've got some decent production from him. And uh, so if he can keep doing that moving forward, I mean, that's that's all we really need from you. You know, he didn't get any steals, didn't get blocks, no assists, but whatever. You got six rebounds, 12 minutes. That's that's pretty good numbers and good usage. So um, hopefully you can continue that moving forward once we get like either a healthy Van Vliet or Lowry back in. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, this was just a this was a painful game to watch from start to finish. It was our turn to get our points doubled, like we did to Golden State there for a while in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's not too much you can really take away from this game. I mean, um, some of the guys doing what we like to see. OG Ananobi was very aggressive, you know, throwing people around. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, Tuesday no, was, Night Raw wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, did you see how he just lifted up that man who was like six ten? Yeah. Well, no, was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was an impressive suplex. Right? Shoulder, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That he uh, tossed over like that, or Schroeder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Schroeder. Um, At first, it kind of yeah, looked was like funny. it wasn't, wasn't on surprised. purpose. But then you see, like, it's like, no, that's the other arm that came around and lifted yeah, he, him like, up. Yeah, he grabbed the guy's leg. Like, it's I yeah. don't know, such a weird. And then he was just so nonchalant, like. Kind of like when he hit that, yeah. I forget what, what the which game it was, but he hit that buzzer beater for us, and like the whole right. team yeah, ran over Boston. to him. He just slowly walked. Yeah, that's right, and just slowly walked off when you're down in the playoffs. And it's like, no big deal, whatever. It's kind of like that. He just, you know, you threw this guy in his back. Like, if you weren't going to fight him, what are you doing? You're just going to toss him and walk <laughs> away? Be like, well, I don't get it. So it's just sort of, <laughs> OG is a kind of quirky guy like that, and just not very emotional and uh it was just a weird thing to see that's kind of i guess him showing a bit of emotion and then not wanting to or something i don't know but it's a weird moment for him for sure but uh well yeah he's getting famous now for like his uh like subdued tv interviews right they're calling mm -hmm. him like the new Kawhi leonard where yeah, he yeah. just barely says anything um doesn't show any emotions so i think that was kind of it right um a little bit of the frustra team frustration shown but that was uh yeah, that was pretty funny. I know the guys on TV were like uh, acting all surprised that he got thrown out. And I'm thinking with everything else they've been calling this year and throwing people out for and technicals and everything, of course they're going to, you know, give you the ejection for that. You know? Yeah, that's that was um, a, that wasn't like, you know, a play on the ball or like a hard foul or anything. No. That was a full on like, you know, a wrestling move. So I think yeah, I have yeah. to kick him out for that. Yeah, that's one of those things where, yeah. like, you know, like I'm usually the guy that kind of, you know, sides with the Raptors a little bit here, being like, oh, you know, with close calls, I'm, I'm going to side with the guys. But, yeah, no, you, you lifted a man off the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, they're not going to like that. One thing that we got to keep an eye on, though, is they've been suspending people for, you know, leaving the bench and that sort of thing mm -hmm. when things like that happen. And, you know, you can see Van Fleet kind of in the background there way off the Raptors bench kind of coming over. He, he was ju just there to try to calm things down, but they don't like that in general. Uh, same well, thing with LeBron Bendry. doing the same thing. Oh, freaking LeBron. LeBron wear your mask. If you're going to wear your mask, wear your mask. <laughs> and if you're going to be injured and not in the game, you shouldn't be getting involved in like the on-court scuffles and stuff. And he's going to tweak he was, his other you know, ankle. He was the guy talking there. to the ref. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't like that. But it's more just for, you know, we're. it's expected that... Van Fleet should be back in one of the three games coming up for the rest of this week. I just, it would be very disappointing if he has to sit because he's suspended because of this, you know, little scuffle here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hopefully nothing comes. Well, when they signed this kid uh, this morning from Memphis, it made me think maybe Van Fleet's going to be out a little longer, but we'll see. Well, no, they had to sign somebody. I knew that. Like the by Thursday, they technically, I think something to do with the NBA, like the agreement, they had to have X amount of players that are available uh, during some sort of time. I'd have to look into it a little bit more, but I did hear a lot of them saying the Raptors, no matter what happens, have to sign somebody in this week to a 10 day contract just to fill out the lineup. Hmm. Okay. Because they had the one of the guys is in protocols. Hood is down uh, with the hip injury, and then with Lowry and Van Fleet both day to day. You know, they. I think if someone were, and also if Van Fleet were to be suspended for this upcoming game, and Bembry, uh, it would get down to. I think they'd have eight guys that are even available, let alone good enough to play. So yeah, fair enough, right? Makes sense. Yeah, it's just hopefully gets a few boards for us. Didn't NBA mention Bembry much today, but um, he's he hasn't been doing too bad these last couple of days. He's shown a lot of promise and like bright points, and then other times just sort of looking a little lost and chaotic. But uh, I've uh, liked a lot of what I've seen from him the last few times, stepping up with the extra minutes. Yeah, no, he's getting yeah, himself definitely. involved. Uh, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, no, yeah, he just, uh, yeah, he, you definitely notice him, right? He's not a quiet player out there, yeah, uh, which yeah. is always, I prefer that. Like, he's super active on defense. Mm-hmm. He's got that same kind of, uh, I don't know, vigor as uh, Gary Trent, it seems. They kind of look like a decent pairing when they're on the court together. So, yeah, yeah, like what I've seen on DeAndre Bembry. Definitely, uh, I guess he took the starting spot, right, from Fred, uh, Freddie? Yeah. 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 yeah Flynn's a good the, guy off the bench, so. Hopefully that yeah, dynamic works. The thing that I mean, he's I'm playing like thirty-five minutes, but yeah, off the bench. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same thing with Flynn, right? Flynn's technically been off the bench the last got a bunch of games, but that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. your time. Oh about. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, one thing that I am noticing about the offense when you don't have a Lowry or a Van Fleet, yeah, they're getting a lot of points in the paint, but it seems to be that's more happening early on, and then the the opposing defense sort of figures it out. These guys seem. There's not a lot of you know difference in the style. It's pretty much drive straight at the net and then put up a layup. So uh, you know the first couple times you do that, you're going to catch them off guard. But there's no pick and roll. There's no you know uh, variation on how they're doing it. It's not like there's a guy cutting in the back and then the guy cutting straight up is passing it off. Every now and then you'll see a nice play like that. But it's clear why they're having some issues creating baskets on offense. It's because there isn't a creation guy on this team right now yeah. without Van Fleet or Lowry. And like, that's why like, you know, Bembry and uh, guys like Flynn, something they're, they're getting points kind of quickly. And then you notice that it's like Boucher has been blocked like three or four times going straight at the net because they know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. And without, um, without those guys, you know, like Lowry and Van Fleet on the perimeter, sort of keeping it spaced out, it's a lot easier if we're going to shoot 15% or 21%. It's pretty easy to just clog the middle up and make us hit those threes that you know we'll take. So it's a pretty easy strategy. Yeah, Ben, um, have, have you seen anything about the, you know, the kind of, uh, well, I'm not sure what exactly the word is for the offense, but the stagnant kind of style, is there something that you're noticing that uh, they're doing or not doing? Yeah, it's as good a word as any for it. Um, 
Yeah, you pretty much can write the game script now. You know, first half, some of the guys have energy. Siakam gets to the rim a bit. Um, then you get into the second half, and it's either that or, yeah, just a lot, a lot of perimeter shooting. Um, the only guys you see, really see work in the mid-range at all are OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. a bit. He's got that nice mid-range uh, kind of pull-up fadeaway move he likes to put on guys. It was kind of funny. I saw, I don't know if you saw last night, where he did another push-off, and then even he stopped, like, waiting for the call, and then, <laughs> and then took the shot. And nobody caught, like, everybody just stopped playing. Only the ref didn't think it was. That was right um, before the OG thing, I think. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was getting a little, like, uh, uh, chippy, as they say in hockey out there. But, um, but yeah, like, we don't have, um, we don't have that traditional, like, um, Aaron Baines isn't mobile enough to play in that dunker spot on the baseline and just catch a quick pass and just take it right to the rim quick. Like a lot of help defense can come in the time between, you know, Aaron Baines catching a ball and getting to the rim. So, <laughs> so I don't know what the answer is. Obviously without our two main creators, it's going to look a little rough out there. Um, but, uh, again, we're rooting for a draft pick now, so keep it up guys. <laughs> <laughs> One positive note to be taken there was uh, Siakam did get to the line a bunch, you know, yeah, 15 free throw attempts, which is what you kind of want to see from him. Uh, you know, that means well, he's I don't know. the net. Kieran was right, though. That was like the worst 27-point game I've ever seen because I turned it off in the fourth quarter, and I think he only had like 10 points up to that point. It's just all garbage kind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he played 41, so. or, sorry, almost 42 minutes, so yeah. You're going to accumulate yeah. over that period of time. Uh, on You know, Kieran, nice to see. Stanley Johnson had a bucket. Yeah, a bucket, yeah, boy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> one for two from the field, well, from two, and then I guess, or sorry, one for one from, the, from, uh, from two and 0 for two from three. So still yeah. not much usage from him. Just yeah, not a whole lot of and minus nine. You like your your plus and minuses. He was minus nine that game, um, but I mean, we got our, we got beat pretty bad, so most of us will be minus. But yeah, no, same thing. And twenty six minutes, right? So three that's three shots in twenty six minutes. We have people with <laughs> with less minutes. You know, Baines had five shots in twelve minutes. So um, I don't know. He's not like if he was getting Stanley Johnson was getting a bunch of steals or something. You know, and he's he's all right yeah. on defense. Don't get me wrong; he's not useless back there, but just not putting up stats or anything. And um, yeah, we're just not getting. He's basically just running out there. You know, like anybody could probably be better in that role, but we got to rest our guys. So we'll see oh, what this new go. guy brings. But he might be able to take some minutes from Stanley Johnston if uh, we actually use him, and he's not just uh, you know to fill up the roster. So we'll see. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Stanley uh, Stanley Johnson and Pat McCaw playing one on one would be interesting. Eh? Right? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> zero shots, can? Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. That kind of sums up the Lakers game. Like it was one of those games where just eh, shouldn't have been as close as it was. The Raptors. It's the back end of a back to back with a limited lineup, you know. Yeah. And then one of your main guys gets thrown out ten minutes into the game. That's gonna it's gonna affect how. Uh, the game goes but kind of what we expected the lakers kind of bullied the raptors a little bit there and it's time to move on to the next game and this the next three games essentially decide how the raptor season goes especially the next one up against uh this thursday with the bulls 
They're mm-hmm. starting to turn their season around with the new guys there. You know, Vucevic just had another double-double. I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking this is kind of where either if they win this game somehow without their players, then, you know, they'll have a lot of confidence. But I think we can expect it's going to be a difficult one coming up here. Ben, do you have any predictions for the end of the week here? Well, I think Kieran's already decided how the rest of the season's going to go. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes against that new-look Chicago team. Uh, I know they got their first win, finally, with Vucevic just the other night. He was pretty fired up about it. Um, I fully expect a beatdown, if, uh, if we're being honest. Um, and then, remind who do we got on the weekend? It's Cleveland again. Cleveland and, uh, and then the Knicks. Saturday, Sunday. And the Knicks, right. Yeah, Knicks so, are playing yeah. for, for an actual playoff position for the first time forever, so I expect that to be a pretty competitive team. We've seen uh, what, you know, Julius has probably put himself in the MVP conversation this year, so at least most yeah. improved, I would say. He's going to get that one. So And, uh, and of course, we got to watch Maple Jordan there, R.J. Barrett, so that'll be fun. Well, there you go. we got some interesting games coming up. Obviously, the Cleveland game is what it is hopefully for kieran the raptors lose that one and don't uh don't lose a position spot to the cleveland who's riding the lower end of the uh, league this year i can but, see us winning uh, one of these one one of the three games probably won't be the knicks because that's the back-to-back we don't do well there probably won't be the bulls so i could see us you know coming back from a loss in the bulls winning on saturday losing on sunday just to, you know, it's not what I want, but I can see us doing that because that's just the kind of team we are. Um, and we got another back-to-back after that. That's crazy. It's been a wild yeah. week or two weeks. This uh, this team, yeah, you're right. They're the back-to-backs have not been pretty. One for ten in back-to-back mm-hmm. second right. games. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully we see some stuff. You know, more de- like exactly what you were saying last time we were talking. More development from Malachi Flynn. Let's see Gary Trent Jr. get absorbed into this offense a little bit better, you know, when the other guys are back. Hopefully we have Fred Van Fleet back for the next couple of games just to see, you know, he's trying to get his – you know, legs back after, you know, having the, the COVID uh, aspect of the season there. So lots of stuff to see coming up for the guys. We'll see how it goes. But uh, for everybody, I am Brandon Hodgins. I'm here, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Take care. Ben Harrison. Have a great day. And, uh, you know, as usual, we love you, B, and have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.